Praise the Lord, it didn't any further damage. It's amazing that it's not broken. It's just amazing. That's a miracle. Or worse, cut off. Well, it's basically like the bait machine. Oh, the flat. Okay, I see. Okay. Coming back. What's that? No, man. No. I forgot to mention before we begin tonight, uh, from uh, Brother Paul Burbage, uh, he asks um, that we pray for Mike, uh, his wife Emma, Gordon, and Janet. Pray also, uh, we are attempting to invite two different neighbors over this weekend, one couple on Friday night and the other couple Saturday afternoon. Pray that they come and God opens hearts to the gospel. So sometimes it's those little things, right? So we've been talking about on Wednesday nights the mysteries of God. And we've gone through uh, basically just a little bit so far of uh, what the mystery is in the Old Testament. The, the men that received the word of God did not always understand what God was saying then or when it was going to be fulfilled. And how that in the New Testament, God fulfilled those things in Christ. Christ didn't just come and say, no, look, here I am. It wasn't a mystery who he was, how he was coming. And we'll talk more about those things. But it's just amazing to me what God said he would do, he did. And then uh, last week we were talking about how that a mystery is also uh, truth not understood by the uninitiated. And what that means is we looked in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 how that, howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world nor the princes of this world that come to naught, but we speak of the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. So in other words, God is known to those who want to hear. If you want to hear it, then you will find him. But if you're full of pride or you're in church or in any, any religion, you're, you're not going to hear and that's why there's not so many different religions because people want to hear what they want to hear. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to hear from God. Or they don't want to hear about sin and how that the God of the Bible has different attributes, holiness and justice and these things, many denominations do not preach those things. And it's because of that and our sin that we need a Savior. That doesn't go over very well in our society where every one of us want to be told, you're okay. You're doing just fine. You're not okay. And uh, I read an article uh, this morning about, it was a kindergarten teacher. She wasn't teaching for very long because she was basically told by parents, do not tell my children no. So how can you try to teach a child who's never been told no? 
You're not allowed to tell him no. And you have no help at home. So it's just chaos. So do you know what? She stopped teaching. She said for her, that's what she had to do. Because our culture today, Kelly, I'm, I'm not sure if you run into this. Yes. The, I mean, it's just... Yeah. So kids that don't like to be told no, and then parenting at home. So it's just chaos. That's the world we live in. But true seekers, someone who wants to know God, will find him. So that's the uninitiated aspect. Look, God is, is, it's a mystery. The word of God's a mystery to those that don't know the Lord. And that the things of God, you have to understand them as a saved person or as seeking him. And man, I, do you remember the first time, Christian, where you understood that you needed a savior because you're a dirty, rotten sinner? I've been told I was bad things like all growing up. Most of them were true. So when I found out that I was a sinner against God, I'm like, yeah, sure. But the thing is, is that, hey, we're bad. We got good company. But what do we deserve? When I found out that I deserved hell, I realized, when I understood that, wow, I'm a sinner against God and God is against me in my sin. Whoa. That's when I cried out to God. This world doesn't know that. They don't know what true religion is. So that brings us down to page four and how that truth not understood by the uninitiated. So we looked at the aspect of those that are not saved do not understand the things of God. It's a mystery to them. But then also, uh, in Colossians 2, 2 and 3, the Bible says here that, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Reading on here, Gnosticism was a late 1st and 2nd century perversion of the gospel, which mixed in a smattering of Greek philosophy. So you take some truth, and then you take some paganism, you mix them together, and you get Catholicism, false doctrine, Freemasonry. But this Gnosticism... It's, uh, it's initiates of Gnosticism claimed special knowledge or gnosis, the Greek form of the word knowledge. The appeal of the secret societies and secret knowledge is that if you do this right or repeat this mantra, you will then be allowed to know certain secret things that are withheld from all others. This appeal to the mysterious is very alluring. So I like how that in verse 3 of Colossians 2, it says in, in, of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. It makes me think of like a treasure chest, right? You know, there's that reality series, uh, Oak Island. 
right? And I told you about how that when Brother Kurtman heard that it's only like, what, two hours plus? Two, two hours and 40 minutes away. He's like, really? My sons would kill me if I went and they didn't. I want to go next time. <laughs> so I said, okay, we'll work something out. He's like, I want to come a couple of days in advance. I'm like, you betcha. We'll work it out. So. Maybe not Saturday night. Not Saturday night. <laughs> Man. I know. It was 3.30 by the time I got to bed that night or 4. And uh, yeah, I think I was sleepy for three weeks after that. <laughs> anyway, but that Secrets of Oak Island, you know, that on the History Channel, that's like. That's a big deal. What have they found there, actually? A coins? A few, you know, a lot of rock. People have spent their entire savings. And, I mean, could it be Templars? Could it be, you know, pirates and, or, I'm sorry, the more politically correct term is a privateer, right? That's like a, the, gar, the garbage man's a sanitation engineer, yeah. right? Just the garbage man, right? Well, sorry, privateers might have buried treasure there. But when you bury a treasure, do you put it on the top? No. Right? Where do you put treasure? In a hole. So animals can't bury it. And other humans can't unbury it. That's the whole point, right? Because even if animals dig it back up, it's like they can't spend it. I'm not too concerned about animals unburying my treasure. But so this idea of, it, it, I have secrets. And if you want to know what I know, then you got to do this. Wear this come here on Monday nights for this ceremony and pay this amount and go through this and show your faithfulness. Okay, that kind of sounds like religion or a secret society. Secret societies? They're alive and well. I was talking with somebody recently about them. Um, I didn't realize this, that uh, the Knights of Columbus, they're like the secret sect of, uh, for men, for Catholics. It's like Freemasonry for Catholics. I didn't know that. All I know is that you gotta, you gotta respect Freemasons do a lot of children's help. How many hospitals do the Shriners? And, and I, I mean, they do, you know, the parades and stuff, you know, and in the States, they, there's always a local group and they always have go-karts or motorcycles. And they do the figure eights and they do that. I'm like, and they wear the hats, right? Fez? Okay. <coughs> And I always thought that they were the nicest people. Then I grew up and I realized that they're Masons. And I didn't know that. Not the bricklayer. Freemasons. 
What's that? Yes. Yeah. Not the bricklayers. But that's how they started off. So now, you have the secret society. What happens in the secret society? Well, the doors are shut. It's a secret. It's a secret. You're not allowed to talk about it. So, what this Gnosticism, or in, this is also in Mormons. Mormonism was modeled after Freemasonry. Most of their ceremonies are the same ones. I mean, it is uncanny. Uh, you could look it up online. The, uh, the difference between Mormons and Freemasonry. Joseph Smith wanted to start his own club. He did good, too. No, yeah, well, he wanted to elevate women. And the Masons, Freemasonry, is, it's just a men's society. So, well, yeah, well, he was a polygamist. He had incentive. Uh. Point is this, is that our Bible teaches us this. There's no secret. This is an open book. And there's... Whatever you want to know, God will show you. It, and that's the problem is oftentimes we don't want to know because it hurts our feelings. We don't seek, uh, seek out and search the depths of the things of God. Because then we would have to leave our sin. We would have to set ourselves aside and seek after the one who loves us. But it, I, I just, the imagery here, in whom are hid all the treasures. What are the treasures? Wisdom and knowledge. So here's the knowledge. Wisdom applies this knowledge in certain areas. It knows when and how. Yeah. It's good to know Bible, but how do you apply it? That's wisdom. Praise the Lord for the word of God. Amen. So in these cases, a mystery is defined as divine truth hidden from the unregenerate mind. How many times have you heard somebody say, well, I don't understand that book. Well, you can if you want to. I don't understand the King James. Well, it's actually written on a lower level than most Facebook posts. Yeah. Right. Just saying. And the grammar is actually more correct. Yeah. Just saying. So, for those say, well, God is complicated or... No, he's not. He's as known as you want him to be. So let me ask you this question. What God are you seeking after? Jehovah, the God of this Bible, who told us of his Christ coming in the beginning, and then in Revelation 22, where he, Jesus said what? I'm coming again. Behold, I come quickly. So... And Jesus 
is coming soon. So that's not a secret. The secret is we don't know when he's coming. No man shall know the day nor the hour. So if you hear anybody who says it, they're lying to you. Nope, and God will say, well, I was going to come close to then, but not now. No, I, God knows these things, these false prophets, and what they're going to say and whatnot. Harold Camping said it twice in 2012, I think, because that's when the Mayan calendar ended. Well, the Mayans existed how long ago? They ran out of space. My bank sends me a calendar once a year, so... What is truth to you? Is it this book or is it found in some knowledge that some other man has provided, some other group has provided? If it doesn't come from here, what, was the, what is the born on date of your beliefs? Mormons started in the 1880s, I'm sorry, 1850s. Seventh-day Adventist, 1880s. Jehovah's Witnesses, is it 1920s? Do you hear? Did you, what? Where was truth before these folks existed? So, the Baptist Church and our forefathers, whatever they called us at the time, because normally our enemies are the ones that name us. Isn't that interesting how that works? People died to believe this Bible. To believe the truth. And it makes people mad. Because it's different than what they believe. So do you see the importance of the, the mysteries of God? And our key verse through this is 1 Corinthians 4.1. Let a man so account of us as the ministers of Christ... In stewards of the mysteries of God. We're stewards of this book. This is God's word. He'll keep it until he comes. And even more than that throughout all eternity. That's right. It's preserved in heaven. Amen. That's a good point. So it's not going to change. But this world is changing. It is changing so quickly. I'll, I'll just leave you with this. I've been doing some study uh, on the homosexual movement, and it's moving this way. Do you know this, that Nova Scotia uh, is one of the, uh, there's only a few provinces in our country that have what's called, oh, I just, when a person says that they're a homosexual, you are not allowed to speak against them. You're not allowed to, to tell them that they're wrong. What's that called? No, it's not discriminate. It's an actual, there's an actual uh, phrase. I'm sorry. But it is actually on the books in our province. If somebody were to walk through that door and say, Pastor, I'm a homosexual. If I showed them in the Bible where what God thinks about it, I could get fined or prison time. So now there's a city in Alberta who is now starting to enforce it. 
I don't know how you enforce it. But this is where we're going. And this is how it's, it, it, it's come even closer that there was a young child that uh, some of our children met. And that child was a certain gender and identified with the opposite gender. Intervene. Is that what, yes. Something a lot. Yeah, I think that it is. Conversion. conversion therapy. That's what it's called. Conversion therapy. Thank you. You're not allowed to tell them what God says. If it's opposite of what they think. You're wrong. What's that? Yeah. Anybody. Anybody. And it's in, it's on the books in our province. No, you can't warn them. You can't tell them nothing. That's that's scary. Now, is it enforced? I don't think it's really enforced yet. But that really sounds like the Gestapo from World War II. I think it's there. Yes. Someday, it will, and it's starting. Yeah, there's there's trying to squash that anti-abortion movement. Well, what I'm trying to say is that that's one piece, but it is so ingrained in our society that it's going to be the foothold that they, they begin to creep on our spiritual liberties. Yeah. It'll, and don't be surprised in the next five to ten years that their scriptures we're not allowed to mention. So let me ask you a question. Is it worth it that we preach the whole counsel of God and lose our tax status? Yes, sir. That our church then we lose our nonprofit? Yeah, it's going to be worth it. Yes, Who cares? God will provide. We need to, What I'm just saying is that this is a mystery to the world because it's against it's against us. It's against our sin. God is not us. He's above us. But we can approach him through Christ. Isn't that amazing? But it's just frightening to me how fast we're circling the drain, people. The closer you get to the drain, the faster it spins. How long can God allow this? How long can God wink at our nation's sin? It's becoming frightening. All right, would you stand with me?